Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Kidd, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to be telling you how race, police brutality, diversity, and black lives matter is changing not only our world, but the world of entertainment. Let's get started. Roll it. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC Up on the train and the radio is all I need In the views and celeb news, I let see That's entertainment, who became famous Number one source of pop culture, radio or not We gon' chase it, that's entertainment Stay better, lessons from the ghetto town stages Gotta make a change in that's entertainment Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget to tune The business is nice, the jazz is the better cruise There is no calm, I win cause you plan to lose Just tuning in for the first time, you are listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain 1. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. That's Stiletto, like the high heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, you can follow me on Instagram. Just go to T. Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny 78 degrees. Uh, Before I get started, I want to give a shout-out to all my listeners out here. Uh, Thank you once again for taking the time out to hang out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. And... um, before I get started uh, with the show today, you know, in the opening part of the show, uh, for the past two and a half, almost three weeks, uh, the world has changed. And because of a man in Minneapolis, Minnesota, who was killed by a police officer on the streets saying that he couldn't breathe, and now he it has changed the way the world has changed changed the way we see race we see uh the way we see diversity the way we see police officers the way uh police brutality is put out here and you know you say to yourself well this has happened many times before with Trevor Trev, Trev, Trevon Martin for uh, for still cast for, for still Castile, uh, Eric Gardner why is it so different this time around? Well, first of all, um, we are in a, still in the middle of a pandemic. Everybody's at home. Nobody's working. 
everybody is glued to their TVs or social media, and we see this man through a live video of a police officer putting his knee on a black man's neck in the streets of Minneapolis saying he could not breathe. And because everybody is home and because we're in the middle of a pandemic, it is a perfect storm. That's why it's so different this time around. This is why Colin Kaepernick, former NFL player, when it came to the national anthem, that's why he took the knee. This is the cause that we've been saying all these years, and now the NFL is now apologizing. They haven't apologized to Colin Kaepernick yet, but now they're saying, realizing that they made a mistake. Because of this man dying in the street by an arm of a police officer, now everybody sees what we're talking about. They see the police brutality. They see the racism out here. They see the systemic racism that black Americans face every single day of our lives. And what was so moving that not only protesters came out from all across the country, from each coast, from the east to west, it affected the whole world as well. We've seen uh, protests in South Korea. We see protests in pa- uh, Pakistan, in the Middle East. We see protests in South America. We see protests in our neighbor Canada because it's go- it's been going on for too long, and it has changed the way the world is thinking about why is this keep happening. Why it was so important for three African American women to create a organization or statement called Black Lives Matter because too many black people are dying in the streets by the hands of these so called police officers. And now it's taking effect on the entertainment community where writers, producers are saying, you know what? I had the opportunity to change the way uh, Hollywood is run, that I had the opportunity to make diverse casts or diverse movements or put more diverse actors in their movies and TV shows. Um, We have recording artists like Justin Bieber who finally came out and said thank you because if it wasn't for black culture, he wouldn't be where he is today. Everything that Justin Bieber, and you know Justin Bieber, he's a successful recording artist. His mentor was Usher, a successful R.B. artist in his own right. He even said that because the way he dressed, the way he sings, the way he carries himself, he credits it to black culture. We need people, all other people, especially white people, to be on our side. We need them as our allies allies to say enough is enough, to stop this nonsense out here. Because too many people are dying, and now it's affecting the entertainment community as well. Um, You know, uh, a lot of people are, you know, what's so interesting about the past two and a half weeks is that not only are we experiencing the same uh, problem here in the United States, but uh, 
I was looking at a news report where they were saying in England, in the UK, they were having similar similar situations about the racism that the the black British people were facing under the hands of the police there. I mean, it's just ridiculous that we it had to take a black man that was videotaped in Minneapolis who died because this police officer had put his knee on his neck. You know, uh, Al Sharpton, Reverend Al Sharpton had did a eulogy. He was one of the first people to do a eulogy in the city of Minneapolis, and uh, there was quite a few celebrities there. But the message that he said was that for years this has been going on, and now people are waking up and saying that this, they're tired of this. Black people are tired. We're always constantly trying to achieve better, do better, live good lives, but we always got some man, somebody that's always putting, a man or woman, that's always got their knee on the back of our neck. And I said for a long time since I started this show, what, 10, 11 years ago, that racism hurts America. Racism hurts your country. You know it, 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 and 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 then when you have a, a president who, who has had a past of racial uh, discrimination in his line of business and his work, it didn't it didn't help much either. When you're going on TV and praising white supremacist groups and telling them that they're g- good people, it doesn't help it any better. So this week we're going to be talking about um, how a lot of it's all not, not only just affecting our lives as just ordinary people, but it's also affecting entertainers as well. And we also want to remember not just George Floyd, but we also got to remember the young woman, Breonna Taylor, who was shot eight times in her home because of a mistaken identity. They, they, they didn't even, they just burst into her home and shot her. Uh, a, a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, who was jogging in in the street and was shot and killed by two white men who thought that he was uh, uh, some kind of burglar or something. And now I just heard the latest this morning of another young man somewhere in Texas who was tased several times because he refused to dim his uh uh his lights on his car eight times is that ne- it's just not necessary a lot of people are calling on uh retraining of the police department a lot of people are calling on um that mental health when before you even uh wear that uniform before you even wear that gun you need to get some uh you get check your your mental state because a lot of times a lot of people who join the police force either they might be ex-military or they just um undercover racists who had nothing going in their lives and was mad at all uh living in a world where uh people of color are thriving 
and they can't stand that, so they figure that if they join the force and have the license to carry a gun, that they have the right to do whatever they want. You know, the late Tupac Shakur said, you know, when they were talking about gang violence out there in L.A., you know what he said? He said the police force is, is nothing but a gang. The only difference is it's that they wear a badge and they have a license to carry a weapon. The late Tupac Shakur said that. So, you know, out when you're out here talking about arresting gang members and everything, you got to look at yourself too because you're doing some gang activity yourself. But now... Um, a lot of celebrities are doing something about it. Uh, they uh, just uh, know that uh, our may, our, I'm sorry, our governor uh, Andrew Cuomo is uh, putting. Uh, they want he wants to try to do a, um, and that's another thing they want to do. Uh, people in America are trying to want the police uh, forces to be defund, defunded. They want all that money that goes in the police force to go to something else. They Instead of them putting it into the police academy or the police force, they wanted to go to education because look at education here in America. They're always t- uh, taking funds away t- from education, but they always still putting money in the military and in the police department. Um Actor and uh, show host uh, James Corden, uh, he did a very, he unveiled a very special uh, carpool karaoke segment featuring the Korean group, South Korean group BTS. And BTS said that they wanted to thank um, their fans and that they're also taking a part in supporting Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, James Corden uh, had impressed was impressed with what the supporters of the K-pop band had been writing and planning on social media as protests uh, followed the death of George Floyd continues throughout the U.S. and around the world. And James Corden did, he unveiled a footage from BTS appearance on his uh, carpool karaoke segment of the boy band singing the Baby Shark theme, which had been aired before. But the air, the episode aired after the BTS bandmate donate, get this, $1 million to Black Lives Matter, which was quickly matched by more than 35,000 of BTS Army fans. Because like I said, it's not just only here in America. People are protesting all across the world, and South Korea happens to be one of those places. They are aware of what's going on here in the United States. They see what's going on here in the United States. And some of these countries have their own issues with racism and the police force as well. And it's time to make that change. Um, Nick Cannon um, was on uh, Access Hollywood recently, and he said that his children are aware of police brutality, and they are fearful. He spoke to Access Hollywood about his participation in demonstrating that sparked the death of George Floyd. Um, As you know, George Floyd died. He was only 46. He died in police custody after the former Minneapolis police officer, Derek Chauvin, pressed his knee on his neck for nearly nine minutes during arrest. And Cannon recently traveled to Minneapolis to protest. 
Now, he told Access Hollywood that about what he calls the stay alive talk that many black parents should have with their children regarding interacting with the police. And it's real. And this is, um, he's, you know, he has, a, he has two twins, nine-year-old twins, Monroe and Moroccan, with his ex-wife singer Mariah Carey. And he also just recently welcomed a son, a golden Sagon Cannon, with his ex-girlfriend, Brittany Bell, in 2017. And he said that he tries to teach fearlessness to his kids. Now, this is what uh, Nick Cannon said. He said, quote, I try to teach them how a, uh, how a power within you that you need to fear nothing. But when they see energy of law enforcement, it's, uh-oh, here come the police. Or that mindset of sit up straight, don't talk, keep your hands where they can see them. These are the things that I'm talking to a three-year-old about or a nine-year-old about, and they bring those questions to me. Uh, unquote. Uh, he said that he believes that the perception of young people have about police have changed. He said that it definitely changed to where they prep, prep, uh, perpetrate fear. It's hurtful to have those conversations with your children, but you have to protect them at the end of the day. Because, you know, as children... And I was taught as a child by my own parents that if you needed help, if you need, if you were in a situation or you was uh, in trouble, go to a police officer. That was his job, to serve and protect you at all costs. But now children are scared to go to police because they might thinking they might shoot their parents or they might get shot. So a lot of that has to change. Um you know, going back to the protesters um, and the looting, um, some protesters who have been doing peaceful protesting were pushed and shoved and pushed down by police officers while they were protesting. And some a lot of protesters are being hurt. They they're going to the they're being hospitalized because you got these arrogant police officers that don't care. They're mad, and they're just trying to block everybody out the way. They're trying to move the protesters. Uh, just recently, an, an older, a middle, an older man, senior citizen, he got knocked down by a police officer in Buffalo, New York. And as he got pushed, he he was bleeding from his head, and the police officers did nothing. They just walked over him like he was just a piece of paper in the street. That's just one incident of we were talking about how police brutality is changing and why people are so fearful of the police and why people can't stand the police to a point where they were uh, trying to destroy police precincts, destroy their uh, their cars, because they're saying that it's enough is enough. Also, uh, rapper, uh, actor uh, Ice-T, he applied Law & Order creator Dick Wolf for taking immediate action to fire a series spinoff writer for threatening violence against looters during a protest in Los Angeles. Now, Craig Gore uh, hit headlines on Monday, June 1, 2020, after he shared a series of controversial uh, posts on Facebook, including a photo of himself carrying a firearm as a warning to anyone who disobeyed the city curfew following violent clashes between demonstrators and police during Black Lives Matter rallies. 
Now, Gore has been working on a forthcoming Chris Maloney show, Law and Order Organized Crime, but Wolf condemned his action and cut all ties with the writers on Tuesday. He was also fired by his Hollywood agency, Paradigm, as a result of the post. And Ice-T, who is a series regular on Law & Order Special Victim Unit, is proud to have Wolf as his boss. The protest has continued across the U.S. demanding an end to police brutality and justice for George Floyd. And, uh, again, uh, the the situation that's happening with uh, the looters has also caused some kind of controversy as well because people are wondering, you know, it's okay to protest and we're all for it, but why you got to destroy businesses and property? Because a lot of times these people who are looting are not really there for protest and they're there for the wrong reason. They, they, this, their mindset is to use this opportunity to destroy things, to steal things, and that's not what it was for. And I know here in New York, uh, Macy's, the flagship store, was one of those stores that got damaged from looters, and a couple of stores on uh, Fifth Avenue as well, Madison Avenue and Fifth Avenue, where a lot of uh, designers, uh, high-end designers, have their boutiques, were also broken in and destroyed, and they had stole items that were worth millions and millions of dollars. And I, you know... And also, too, they they also looting in communities where they had just rebuilt those communities, putting new stores and putting new malls and everything, just to have these looters to come back and tear it down and destroy it again. Now, one artist um, caught backlash about the looters, and that was uh, rapper Trina. Uh, she made a controversial rant about protesters, but she had apologized and clarified her comments uh, on the Trick and Trina morning show with Trick Daddy on Miami's 99 Jam on uh, last Thursday. She said, quote, I want to say I apologize sincerely to everybody I offended by what I said. I spoke passionately about how I felt about people destroying our community here in Miami, unquote. The Diamond Princess explained that her previous comments seemingly likened protesters to animals weren't directed at black people who are working to bring about change. The Miami Navy went on to reveal that she had educated herself on the goal of Black Lives Matter protests. And this is what she said to Trick Daddy. She said, quote, when we spoke to the commissioner, I said that I learned a lot more about what what's really happening, because I'm trying to get what the solution, what is the answer to everything that is happening. It's more than just people in the street doing whatever. It's the commissioner, it's the governor, it's the mayor, the chief of police. I had no idea of that, and now I'm understanding that. These are the people that had to protect the city. These are the people that you want answers from. You want change, unquote. And she's not the only one. Uh, Neo, uh at the funeral of George Floyd, uh, he didn't leave the best impression either. The 40-year-old singer-songwriter uh, was catching flag with his remark before delivering an a, a, a cappella rendition of Boys the Men is so hard to say goodbye to yesterday at the service last Tuesday. And this is what he caught uh, 
slack about. Uh, he said, quote, 50 states are protesting at the same time. This man changed the world, changed the world for the better. He said before the crowd at the Fountain of Praise Church in George's hometown of Houston. So I just want to personally thank George Floyd for his sacrifice so that my kids can be all right later on. I appreciate the sacrifice, my brother. I genuinely do, unquote. But people took issues with the choice of words which dubbed George's death a sacrifice, criticizing the statement as inappropriate and tone deaf that took to Twitter to express their disagreement with the Grammy Award-winning artist. But some others had come to Neil's defense believing that he meant no harm with the remarks, saying that, quote, sacrifice was the wrong word to use, but that wasn't what he was trying to say, and he actually said that before he started singing. His controversial remark aside, Neil delivered an emotional rendition of It's So Hard to Say Goodbye. He broke down twice during the performance while applause broke out the moment he began singing the song. Uh, Reverend Al Sharpton, as I was mentioned earlier, gave uh, a shout-out to several celebrities in attendance at the George Memorial Service. And, um, again, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton had said some very powerful words. This was one of them. He said, quote, this was not just a tragedy, it was a crime. This is a time that we need to understand that they are going to do everything they can to delay these trials to try to wear this family down. Until these people pay for what they did, we're going to be there with them because lives like George do not matter until someone pays for taking their lives. Until we know the price for black life is the same as the price for white life, we're going to keep coming back to these situations over and over again. We are not fighting some disconnected incident. We are fighting an institutional systemic problem that has been allowed to permeate since we were brought to these shores, and we are fighting wickedness in high places, unquote. Jamie Foxx and Shannon Taylor were spotted among mourners at the funeral, standing with the families of Ahmaud Arbery, Rihanna Taylor, Michael Brown, Botham, Boham Jane, uh, Jean, and Eric Gardner. They were all wearing white and face masks as safety precautions amid the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Right now we have here uh, 26 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest of what's going on in the world of entertainment. And this week is a special kind of edition because we're talking about uh, what's going on in the world and in the country after the death of a, a black man in Minneapolis, Minnesota, who was killed by a police officer who had put his knee on his neck. Now, you're saying, why is it different this time around? Because now that because of we're in still, there is a virus out there and we're still in the middle of a pandemic, that now more people, now more than ever, are at home, they're not working, nobody's in school, it's on social media, more people are seeing it, the video has travel all across the globe, and it's a perfect storm. And that's why people are outraged, because now more and more people are seeing what is really going on. Um, And we're talking about how it's also affecting the entertainment community as well, because there have been uh, issues with how certain uh, writers 
actors, artists are changing the way they do their business, how everybody that we need more diversity shown. There's not enough diversity in the workplace and not enough diversity on when we look at our favorite TV shows or favorite movies and that the lives of, of, of people matter. Now, especially black people, because we have to go through this every single day. We have to worry about our children. we got to worry about our family members, making sure that they, they make it home safe, that make sure that nobody, that, some police officer is not harassing them. We have to make sure that we give the talk to our children so that they are aware of what's going on. Every day you go out the door, you got to be aware that something and some someone out here does not like you and does not value you and doesn't value your life. And that's why it's more and more, more and more important than ever that the world see this, not just here in the United States, because. United States, the United States has a history of this, but around the world as well, because as I said, racism just don't start, stop here. It's all over the world. Now, some places are more prevalent than others, but it, now more and more people are seeing, especially the young people, because they grow up thinking, oh, you know, this, the world's not like that anymore. That's back in the old days. Now you see. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take a music break, and when I come back, I'm going to give you the latest about uh, friend co-creator Amarta Kaufman, where she was one of the um, people that admitted that she didn't do enough to promote, promote racial diversity on her show. She is the cre- uh, she's the co-creator of shows like Grace and Frankie and Friends. We're going to be talking about that. And uh, Josh Trank, um, he is, I guess he's one of the filmmakers of the movie, the 2015 movie, The Fantastic Four. He's talking about how he wished that he, he he's claimed he fought hard to cast black actresses uh, for the role of uh, the 2015 the Fantastic Four. Matter of fact, one of the roles was Sue Storm in the movie. He's he's going to be talking about he's uh, there's a story about that coming up. And Kane Brown just released a new single called Worldwide Beautiful, where he wants to bring people together amid the ongoing protests against racial injustice worldwide. All those stories coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 25 minutes left remaining in the show. That was the latest from Lady Gaga featuring Ariana Grande and Rain on Me. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you that now. Uh, with the death of George Floyd, it's changing a lot of uh, how Hollywood is changing how they want to put more, more diversity in their movies and TV shows and that they wanted to change the whole aspect of how we deal with race relations in this country. And uh, one of them is uh, Karen, um, I'm sorry, one of them is the uh, friend co-creator, Marta Kaufman. Uh, she had an image that she didn't do enough to promote racial diversity in her shows. Uh, Kaufman, who also co-created Grace and Frankie, was asked on a virtual panel interview what she wished she knew when she started out. And this is what she said. She said, quote, I just wish I knew then what I know now. I would have made very different decisions. Despite its success, Friend has been criticized in recent years for its lack of diversity, even by its cast members. Kaufman added during the 2020 ATX TV Festival that she said that we always encourage people our diversity in our company, but she said that she didn't do enough and that all she could think of is about what she can do now. She wants. To, she said, what can I do differently? How can I run my show in a new way? And and that's something I not only wish I knew when I started show running, but I wish I knew all the way up through last year, unquote. In an interview earlier this year, David Swimmer, who played Ross in the sitcom, proposed a more diverse remake. He said, maybe there should be an all-black friend or an all-Asian friend, but I was well aware of the lack of diversity, and I campaigned for years to have Ross date women of color. He said that one of his first girlfriends that he had on the show was an Asian-American woman, and later that's when he dated an African-American woman. That was a very conscious push on his part. Now, Lisa Kudrow, who plays Phoebe, was recently asked what a modern-day reboot of Friends would look like and told the Sunday Times, quote, well, it would not be an all-white cast for sure, unquote. Now, Friends were arguably one of the most popular sitcom in TV history, running for 10 seasons between 1994 and 2004. It has since gained a whole new young audience. The cast of Friends is also set to reunite for a one-off unscripted special, which will be shown on the HBO Max streaming service. They will be seen reminiscing about their times on the series. However, production has been delayed due to the coronavirus. 
And Josh Trank wishes he fought harder to cast a black actress for the role of Sue Storm in his 2015 movie, The Fantastic Four. While speaking with website Greek of Color, the filmmaker opened up about his career regret and admitted there was a lot of controversy conversation that were had behind the scenes during the making of the flick. And this is what he said, quote, I was mostly interested in a black Sue Storm, a black Johnny Storm, and a black Franklin Storm. But also when you're dealing with a, with a studio on a massive movie like this, everybody wants to keep an open mind to, like, who the big stars are going to be. However, when it came to casting the part, he said he found a lot of pretty heavy pushback on casting a black woman in that role. And then when he said when he looked back on that, he said that he should have just walked when that realization sort of hit him, and he said now he feels embarrassed about that, and that he just he said that he just didn't he just didn't do it just out of principle. He also said this: I'm somebody who always talked about standing up for what I believe in, even if it means burning my career out. I feel bad that I didn't take it to the mat with that issue. I feel like I failed in that regard. Unquote. Kate Mara starred as Sue in the film opposite Michael B. Jordan, Miles Teller, and her future husband, Jamie Bell. Uh, Kane Brown brought forward the release of his new single, Worldwide Beautiful, to bring people together amid ongoing protests against racial injustice worldwide. The country music star took to Instagram to reveal that he had been holding on to the song for a year but decided to release it earlier in a bid to unite people during the continued unrest. And this is what he wrote. He said, quote, I'm hoping it will bring us together during the time and proceeds are being, are being, proceeds are being funded to the Boys and Girls Club. I love you guys. The song, which was written by the 26-year-old, along with Shy Carter, Ryan Hurd, and Jordan Smith, urged his fans to come together and celebrate life with lyrics including white churches, black churches, different people, same hearses. It's kind of hard to fight with each other, lying down in the ground six months Earlier this week, Brown weighed in the killing of African-American man Joy Floyd at the hands of the Minneapolis cop, leading his support to the Black Lives Matter movement. And this is what he wrote on Twitter. He said, quote, I honestly think it's ignorant as hell to kill a human being in cold blood without them doing anything, especially handcuffed. If everyone was seen as people, if everyone was treated the same, if everyone was charged with the same sentence, this shit wouldn't be happening, unquote. Some of the biggest names in the music industry are joining the call for reforms of policing in New York. Rihanna, Ariana Grande, Billy uh, Elish, Justin Bieber, Post Malone, Meek Mill, the Jonas Brothers, and many more signed an open letter on Monday asking New York legislators to repeal Section 50A of New York State Civil Rights Law. The statute currently keeps police personal personnel files confidential and basically out of public reach. Now, the open letter read in part, they, it says, We mourn the killing of George Floyd and the unnecessary loss of so many black lives before his. We must hold accountable those who violate the oath to protect and serve and find justice for those who are victims to, to their violence. 
An indispensable step is having access to disciplinary records of law enforcement officers. New York Statute 50A blocks that full transparency, shielding a history of police misconduct from police scrutiny, making it harder to seek justice and bring about reform. It must be repealed immediately, unquote. The letter is directed at Governor Andrew Cuomo, the New York Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousin, and Assembly Speaker Carl Hesty. The petition, an open letter, comes in the wake of George Floyd's death in Minneapolis, and the letter goes on to state, it is not enough to ship away at 50A, this boulder in the path of justice has stood in the way for far too long and must be crushed entirely. New York legislature is poised to take action on a police reform package that includes repealing Section 50A. On Tuesday, Cuomo said that, uh, that there is a need for real discussion on how to reinvent and reimagine policing for a new generation and a new society. He noted the discussion is a long time coming and long overdue. Bonnie Pointer, one of the founding members of the group, the Pointer Sisters, died Monday. And this is according to her sister, Anita Pointer. She was 69 years old. Bonnie Pointer died of cardiac arrest, according to her publicist, Roger Neal. The four Pointer Sisters began singing together more than 50 years ago in their hometown church in Oakland, California, where their father ministered. Bonnie Pointer and her younger sister, June, started singing together professionally in 1969. They later recruited older sister, Anita, and Ruth to join them before debuting their first album together in 1973. The group won their first Grammy Award for their crossover hit, Fairy Tale, in 1974. Bonnie Pointer recorded five albums with her sister before pursuing a solo career. She signed with Motown and scored her biggest solo hit with the 1978 disco track, Heaven Must Have Sent You. Pointer released three albums with Motown before stepping back a bit from the spotlight, though she still performed periodically over the years. In her statement, Anita Pointer credited Bonnie for the success of their musical family, and she said, quote, the Pointer sisters never would have happened had it not been for Bonnie, unquote. Actor Mark Hamill reduced a California nurse to tears last Thursday after surprising the Star Wars superfan with a virtual meet and greet. San Diego resident Chloe Ducos was invited to appear on the late night show with Jimmy Kimmel Live as part of the host hashtag healthcare hero segment through which he spotlight essential workers on the front line of the coronavirus pandemic. During the remote interview, the chat turned to Duco's love of all things Star Wars, revealing she had seen each of the sci-fi blockbusters more than ten times, prompting Kimmel to bring Luke Skywalker, actor Hamill, into the conversation. And this Hamill responded as the nurse became visibly visibly emotional. She said he said he told her that the force is strong with her. He applauded her for having seen the Star Wars movie more than she had than he had, and before he, he before he praised uh, Dugos for her hard work at a, as a at a coronavirus testing center. He said, "I the greeting about all you've done six years as a nurse teaching at night. You're in the testing tents. I mean that's so great. I mean to me, I'm a pretend hero. You're the real life hero. So thanks for your service." And that's when she started crying, saying that she was having heart palpitations, and she fought back tears. Wow. 
Now, I'm, I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. I don't know what I've had, had done if Mark Hamill had called me, talked to me. I would probably just faint it right on the spot because I probably watched it more times than she did. And I mean, and I'm not just talking about just the. I'm talking about the original trilogy, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and the Return of the Jedi. Now Kimmel and uh, Hamill had extra surprises in store for the nurse, as the TV presenter then announced that she would be receiving ten thousand dollars as part of the hashtag. PayPal It Forward initiative, while her co-workers will also be receiving vouchers from officials at the PayPal payment app. Meanwhile, Hamill revealed he would be sending a signed lightsaber to Ducos to show his appreciation for her longtime support. And this is what he said. This was so nice. He said, to me, Star Wars fans are more than just fans. They're more like family. And may the Force be with you, with you always, unquote. Wow. Right now we have uh, 13 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go and go back to another music break, and when we come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day. So don't go anywhere.
That was the latest from Katy Perry and Daisies. Right now, we got 10 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, we're going back to the entertainment. Uh, Kevin Bacon, new psychological thriller, You Should Have Left, had became the latest film to bypass movie theaters and head straight to video on demand services. Universal Picture Chief will launch the project on an at home streaming platform on June 19th, despite theaters gradually beginning to reopen across the U.S. following the coronavirus shutdown in March. You Should Have Left, which has originally been set to open on the big screen, featured Bacon as a screenwriter who suffers a mental breakdown while on a secluded vacation with his wife, played by Amanda Seyfried. The film is based on author Daniel uh, Kilman's 2017 book of the same name. Universal Bosses scored a big hit by making Troll World Tour available for rental via on-demand service, including uh, pulling the movie from release at the start of the COVID-19 outbreak, while Pete Davidson and Judd Apatow, the king of Staten Island comedy, is also set to debut on digital platforms uh, on Friday, June 12, in lieu of its previous planned theater launch. Tom Cruise has reportedly sidestepped the British government new quarantine measures by flying into the U.K. just hours before new rules for visitors came into play. Cruise is believed to have landed at Biggin Hill Airport outside of London on Sunday, ahead of resuming filming on Mission Impossible 7, just hours before the U.K. government rule requiring anyone entering the country to spend 14 days in isolated isolation uh, came into effect. Now, according to the editors of the British newspaper The Sun, the Top Gun star beat the news quarantine rule and is now free to resume filming of the new Mission Impossible movie at the blockbuster set at an abandoned RAF base in rural Oxfordshire. After arriving on the 11-hour flight from Clearwater, Florida, the 57-year-old was whisked away to luxury rented accommodations in the capital and will use a helicopter to travel to and fro from to and from the set during filmmaking or during the filming break. Now, shooting on the latest installment in the action franchise was halted in February after the corona outbreak prevented filming in Venice, Italy. Movie voices have taken over an old Royal Air Force site in Oxfordshire where they are reportedly building sets and a village of high-end trailers so that crews and the rest of the cast can live there in a pandemic-proof bubble while shooting. Beyonce Knowles is secretly working on three new Disney projects, including the soundtrack to the Black Panther sequel, and this is according to a new report. Sources tell The Sun that the R&B superstar who worked with Disney bosses for last year's The Lion King revamped, and his subsequent soundtrack is close to signing a $100 million deal with the film company to work for studio bosses exclusively. And inside tell the tabloid that Beyonce has become a major player for Disney and is the perfect fit for their brand. Uh, they also said that she worked on a number of projects for them, including voicing Nala in the reboot of The Lion King, and now they're keen to secure her for more projects. And Amanda Seal, uh, she made a huge announcement during a new Instagram Live session. The TV personality revealed to her online followers that she has decided to depart from the real six months after she joined the show as a new co-host. 
She said, uh, quote, I have arrived because my contract is up at the real and I didn't renew it because it doesn't feel good to my soul to be at a place where I cannot speak to my people the way they need to be spoken to and where the people they are speaking to me in disparaging ways are not being candled, unquote. Despite her exit, it seems like things are okay between her and her former co-hosts, including Jeannie Mai, Tamara Mori, and Adrienne Ballone, and she's still following them on Instagram. However, Amanda and Lonnie Love are not following each other on the photo-sharing platform. Instead of being sad over her decision, fans were psyched that Amanda exited the morning talk show and put herself above anything. And another, uh, her they said that the, her exit marks the second time for a co-host to leave the show after Tamar Braxton. Meanwhile, Amanda's former co-hosts have yet to break to break their silence on her departure. And uh, Donald Trump is no stranger to sparking controversy with his online activities. And recently, get this, he confessed. Con, uh, confess that he's a fan of the HBO show Insecure, and as well as and and it also confused the star of the show Issa Rae after he liked a tweet. Well, he tweeted someone of, somewhat of a post during the show's latest episode on Sunday, June seventh. The tweet was from an account named Shining Ho Shining Holt, uh posting a. GIF from the color purple with two characters sitting in a field of flowers and clapping hands. And this is what he quote, he wrote in the caption. He said, quote, this is how I wanted tonight episode of in- Insecurity and Damn Molly, unquote. As if the possibility of Donald watching Insecure is not surprising enough, the tweet marked the only tweet that Donald liked as of now. This arrived after Trump once again drew the ire of public after mentioning George Floyd during his speech about jobs. In his speech on Friday, June 5th, Trump suggested that George Floyd must be happy in heaven now. Some new outlets, however, falsely reported that Trump suggested George must be happy in heaven because the number of unemployment dropped, while he actually mentioned the late 46-year-old African-American man when talking about the importance of equality in policing. This prompts some Internet users to criticize him, with one of them calling him despicable. And that was despicable. A man, you're going to compare, you're going to say, you know what, I'm not going to even go there. Because you know this man is not right in his head. And for all you people out here, make sure you vote this November, especially you young people. He has to go, seriously. He has to go. Um, RuPaul Drag Race and the Netflix documentary series Cheer led the nomination for the second annual Critic Choice Real TV Awards. Winner of the awards recognizing excellence in nonfiction, unscripted, and reality program will be announced on June 29th, with the two shows leading the way when the nominees were announced on Monday, June 8th. RuPaul Drag Race is nominated for competition series, ensemble cast, and an unscripted series with Judge Michelle Visage up for the Female Star of the Year and RuPaul Charles competing for Male Star of the Year and show host. Cheer, which followed the cheerleader of Navarro College in Texas as they prepare for the National Cheerleading Championship, is nominated for unstructured series, sports show, Limited documentary series with Jerry Harris up for Bail Star of the Year and teach and team coach Monica Aldama nominated for Female Star of the Year. Queer Eye 
following closely behind with four nominations with couples therapy bagging three nods. Other notable nominees include Gwyneth Paltrow, who is up for Female Star of the Year for her Netflix series, The Goop Lab, and Kevin Hart, who is in who is in with a chance of winning the equivalent male prize after starring in his YouTube original show, Kevin Hart, What the Fit. Survivor host and executive producer Jeff Prost will receive this year's Critic Choice Real TV Impact Award for his ongoing contribution to the unscripted television industry. And Jeff Lowe and his wife Lauren will open up on their experiences with Incarcerated Tiger King star Joe Exotic on a new reality TV show. The star revealed the news in an interview with People, explaining the program will divulge a lot more information about the relationship between Jeff and Joe, who is serving 22-year prison sentence after being convicted of plotting a murder for hire against zookeeper rival Carol Baskin, among other charges. While Jeff stated that he has not been given the exact date of production, as the series has opened just enter pre-production, he added that it's with the contents group in California and it will prove to be very, very informative. Jeff is set to open his highly anticipated Tiger King Park this fall in Thackerville, Oklahoma, later this year, which he hopes will put a brighter light on things following the mistreatment of animals witnessed in the Netflix docuseries. Tiger King Murder, Mayhem, and Madness debuted on Netflix in March and proved a hit with viewers during the COVID-19 lockdown, becoming one of the most viewed series in the streaming site history. And David Beckham is reportedly moving from the soccer field to the kitchen as he looked to uh, set to land a new Netflix cooking show. According to the Britain's The Sun newspaper, the star has been inspired by his chef pal Gordon Ramsay to brush up on his culinary skills, and he's apparently hoping to profit from his newfound hobby. The sportsman reportedly wants to make the series with staffers at his own production company, Studio 99, and has also pitched the idea to BBC Chief with a source close to the star claiming an unusual birthday gift prompt him to get a bacon. Uh, David's Studio 99 company bosses are reportedly already working on numerous TV show ideas featuring the star, sharing his eyes, uh, sharing his insight on sports, travel, and fashion. And Robert Downey Jr. made a surprise appearance at the Perry Mason panel on Friday, June 5, 2020, during the virtual ATX television festival to reveal the show premiere date. The 55-year-old actor and his wife, Susan, are executive producer on the HBO show, which starred Matthew Reese as the title character, and Robert's cameo occurred when the moderator asked panelists when the show would premiere. To everyone's surprise, the Iron Man star popped up on the screen to answer the question, joking, saying, quote, I have been on my heels for 92 minutes. Downing Jr. also revealed that Perry Mason would debut on June 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Primetime Network. Back in January, it was announced that the Avengers Endgame actor and his wife and production partner had signed a one-year deal to create and develop new projects with the Premium Cable Network. And Nicki Minaj is driving her fans crazy with a new post on her Twitter account. Fans somehow thought that the Anaconda hitmaker was teasing lyrics of her upcoming album. Uh, back in May, it was reported that Takashi 69 was prepping a collaboration with Nicki. 
The report further suggests that the top secret project is now done with the Starship Raptress having already recorded her part in Los Angeles and Takashi did his part in New York. A source reportedly close to the Trinidad and Tobago FEMC additionally claimed that Nikki's traveled to New York to film a video for the new song. Should the report of Nikki duet be true, it will mark Takachi 69 next collaboration since his early release from prison due to the coronavirus pandemic, as it seems like he's also gearing up for a collabo with Akon. Nikki, meanwhile, recently earned her first number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 with Doja Cat's Say So remix, which feature her. And Nick uh, and uh, Mar- uh, Mariah Carey, he uh, she made a surprise appearance on the the Shit Creek cast performance of her iconic tune "Hero" as part of her YouTube Dear Class of 2020 graduation special this past Sunday. Dan Levy, his on and off screen father Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, and Annie Murphy reprised their role as the Rose family to share a rendition of the classic song as a thank you to the teachers who helped the 2020 students graduate uh, graduate despite the COVID-19 pandemic. The quartet was joined by a host of their co-stars, including Dan on-screen husband Patrick, played by actor Noah Reed, and Emily Hampshire character Stevie Budd. As the group kicked off their Zoom performance, they made it through to the last line of the song when Mariah herself jumped on to deliver the last line. Uh, Mariah then shared her own message to those watching the YouTube special, telling them to the students who have to deal with this bleak moment, congratulations on this historic historic accomplishment. To all the students and teachers, you are so appreciated. And I just want to say, class of 2020, you made it, unquote. Mariah concluded her appearance by singing a few lines of her tune, Always Be My Baby, the song Patrick sings to David as they wed in the finale of the hit show, leading David to pass out and scream from the floor, I love you. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. And I will talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>